Hello and welcome to Duffy's Tavern from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In just a moment, we swing open the doors to Duffy's Tavern and welcome back Ed Archie Gardner. But first, here's a reminder about our lineup of programs on NBC. Tonight, here you can't take it with you. Featuring Walter Brennan as Grandpa Vanderhoff, the leader of the lovable, laughable Vanderhoff clan. Yes, you can always have a good time when you invite the Vanderhoffs to your home. And you can have them by merely tuning to your NBC station. Also this evening, there's High Adventure with screen actor Frank Lovejoy on Night Beat. Night Beat is the pulse-quickening action drama that brings you the story of ace newspaperman Randy Stone, the story of the high adventure of front-page news reporting. Then, tomorrow, there's fun in store for you with Monty Woolley as he comes to the NBC microphone as that Shakespearean actor of infinite jest and wit, the one, the only, the magnificent Montague. Yes, there's plenty of fun in store for you with Monty Woolley, Shakespeare's greatest exponent of the barbed comment, tomorrow as the Magnificent Montague. This evening, here you can't take it with you and Nightbeat. Then tomorrow, Monty Woolley as the Magnificent Montague. Here all three on NBC. Transcribe. <laughs> Tavern where the elite meet to eat, uh, famous movie producer Cecil B. DiArchi speaking. Oh, hello, Duffy. You heard me, movie producer. Well, you know, I made that picture, the man with my face, and uh, then this summer I went to Europe. Huh? No, I didn't have to leave the country. In fact, some of the newspaper critics was nice enough to say that the picture was the year's greatest fiasco. And uh, speaking of critics, Duffy, guess who's coming to dinner here tonight? Only Luella Parsons, Walter Winchell, Ed Sullivan, Hedda Hopper, Erskine Johnson, Earl Wilson, Dorothy Kilgallen, Herbie the Midget. Yes, uh, Herbie criticizes newsreels for Reader's Digest. Hmm. Well, they're all coming down here tonight to condole me on me success. And, Duffy, I'm going to give him a meal fit to choke a horse. Which reminds me, how is Mrs. Duffy? Well, how was the vacation? Fishing, swimming, boating, good food. Sounds wonderful, Duffy. Well, maybe next year she'll take you along. Okay, I'll call you back. Say, Fats. Yes, Fats, have you got a copy of today's paper? Yes, sir, right here. I wonder what Hedda Hopper has to say about me today. Let's see here. Oh. 
it is. What beautiful blonde Hollywood film star is that way about what handsome movie producer? The sixth time she's mentioned me this week. <laughs> Gee, she mentioned me too. What do you mean? If you're a handsome movie producer, I'm a beautiful blonde. <laughs> Please. Please, a little more respectful. Uh, you are aware, are you not, that the seminar is a pretty big industry? Granted. You are aware that an important motion picture deserves to be treated with respect? Granted. And you also know that I am an important movie producer? <laughs> I suppose I'm not an important movie producer? Granted. Well, that's better. <laughs> So, uh, kindly bear it in mind from here into after, will you, Violet? Boy, that movie business has certainly changed you. Well, why shouldn't I change? After all, still water can't remain stagnant. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm now a contemptuary of such people as Howard Hughes and Samuel Goldwyn and the Warner Brothers. And, you know, you can't be cast among pearls without becoming a bit of a swine. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wonderful feeling to be a genius, Fats. All my life, people used to call me Archie the Jerk. Now I've proved myself. <laughs> but you know one nice thing about me? What? In spite of the fact that success has gone to my head, I haven't changed a bit. <laughs> That's nice. Mm -hmm. By the way, Mr. Zanuck, Yes. <laughs> Duffy says not to forget to put out the garbage. Uh, say that again. Put out the garbage. Put out the garbage. There's a certain loop to that phrase. Uh, might make a wonderful title for my next vehicle. <laughs> uh, Fats, play me a little mood music while I think of a plot to go with it. I got just the thing. Good. I want you to come along with me. Down to Mississippi, I said to Mississippi. We'll take a boat to the land of green. Steam down the river, down the river. A bear will be there to meet us. And our old friends will greet us with some fried chicken. Heaven on earth, that must be basin. Must be Basin Street is the street where the elite always meet in New Orleans. Our land of dreams, you never know how nice it seems, just how much it really means. I'm glad to be yesterday, where welcome's free and dear to me, where I can my Basin Street I 
Better get the joint ready. Any uh, minute now, one of them newspaper critics might walk in. Oh, oh hello, Finnegan. Hey, my, you smell pretty. Oh, thanks, Arch. I've been using me sister's shaving cream. <laughs> you mean to tell me that your sister shaves? Well, certainly she has to. If she ever let a mustache grow, we couldn't tell her from me mother. <laughs> Hey, Arch, guess what? Guess. I just went to see that movie of yours. Oh, well. Well? Well, flatter me and get it over with. Well, Arch, I sure got me money's worth. You did, huh? Yeah, I sneaked in. (laughs) Then what do you mean you got your money's worth? Five minutes after it started, I sneaked out. Tell me, uh, what didn't you like about it? It was too long. But you said you only stayed there five minutes. You hurt me. It was too long. Look, Finnegan, when I want the moron's opinion, I'll ask you for it, you... You toothless crumb. Oh, look, Archie, I ain't the only one. You know yourself, the critics said it was lousy. Well, that's different. The critics know what they're talking about. Don't mind, I'd be behooved at your disappearance. I'm busy making arrangements for a big dinner party here tonight. Well, ooh, big dinner party tonight? Oh, boy, what time should I be here? Eh? Sometime tomorrow morning. <laughs> Wait a minute, you mean you ain't inviting me? Well, you see, uh, you're at a low class, and, uh... But, Arch, you're me old pal. Finnegan, please, don't make it difficult for me to despise you. <laughs> Arch, you're not forgetting your old friends, are you? Old friends? Yeah. Old friends? How long have I known you? Twenty years. And now I'm a success. Do you want to presume upon a chance acquaintance? <laughs> a chance acquaintance? Arch, you and me, it's been buddies. Buddies? Yeah. Name me an incident. Oh, Arch, you mean you've forgotten the old days at Harrigan's Wharf when we used to go fishing together? The time we were so poor, we only had one wine? <laughs> you, you, you remember? Certainly I remember. And I gave half of the wine to you. That's right. And it was delicious. <laughs> Believe me, Arch, I... I never thought I'd live to see the day when your old friends wasn't good enough for you. Please, you got me wrong, Finnegan. Me old friends is every bit as good as they ever was. It's only that now I'm better. <laughs> now, please, the interview is at an end. Oh, Archie. Oh, yes, Miss Duffy. There's a man over there claimed he saw a mouse in his soup. <laughs> Complaining, huh? This is what comes of serving clear soup. <laughs> about it. What do you do about it? Do like everybody else does. Blame it on Dean Atchison. <laughs> I guess the customer's real sore, huh? 
Well, uh, from the way he was frothing at the mouth, I don't, I don't think he wants a second helping. Well, if he's that finicky, give him back his nickel. And, uh, by the way... Yeah? Uh, take the broth back to the kitchen. Strain it, of course. <laughs> Incidentally, I'm glad to see you back from your summer hiatus. My high water? You never did have a high water. <laughs> I'm talking about your vacation. Did you manage to get anything on the third finger of your left hand uh, besides the sunburn? Archie. It's pure inferring that the only thing I think about is... I am not inferring that. I am merely inferring, as I have often told you, that you are the only dame who, when she moves, she sends a change of address card to her peeping Tom. (laughs) So what? So I'm sentimental. (laughs) So what's wrong with being sentimental? But, Miss Duffy, you're so aggressively, passionately sentimental. So what? So look at Peggy Joyce. What about Peggy Joyce? If she hadn't been sentimental, do you think she'd have all that jewelry? Well, no. And what about the Dion quintuplets? What about them? If their parents hadn't been sentimental, where would they be today? Look, Miss Duffy, Papa Dion had more time to be sentimental. I'm a big movie producer. You, a big movie producer. Have you, pray chance, seen a picture called The Man With My Face? Yes. Well, when the credits came on the screen, didn't you notice anything familiar? Familiar? Oh, yes. The sailor sitting next to me. (laughs) Boy, did I have to slap him plenty. You slapped him, a sentimentalist like you? Look, I'm talking about the credits. What are they? Well, you know, they showed them at the opening of a picture, uh, uh, written by so-and-so, and uh, acted by so-and-so, and uh, directed by so-and-so. Oh, which so-and-so are you? The producer, the big so-and-so. And if I do say so myself, I did a magnificent job on that picture. Uh, tell me, uh, uh, do you remember which part you enjoyed the most? Sure. The part right before I had a slap to sailor. This is the trouble with pictures, the inferior minds we have to cater to. Twelve years old. That sailor wasn't twelve years old. He poor him. That a great creative brain like mine should be exposed to such childish prattle. Pursuits, Miss Duffy. My head is beginning to ache. And I bet I can tell you what's making your head ache. What? Growing pains. Oh, My, but you're all dressed up. I know. I'm meeting a fellow in front of Lefty's pool room at 8 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who? How do I know who'll be in front of Lefty's pool room at 8 o'clock? <laughs> Say, uh, where's the swell head? Oh, dude, he's getting dinner ready for them big shot newspaper friends of his. 
friends of his. Why, he couldn't get his name in Luella Parsons' column if he shot Hedda Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very funny. Now, will you guys stop standing around? Finnegan, I thought I told you to go in the kitchen and stuff the olives. So I did stuff them, much, but after the second bottle, I lost my appetite. <laughs> you don't mean you had all the olives. Well, it's a lucky thing we still got a few radishes. Or have we? <laughs> Let them eat celery. Which reminds me, Fat, uh, do you find we got enough good silverware? The best in town. Knives from the Waldorfs, tombs from the Aston. I wonder where this fork came from. Let me see. Fork must be from Lindy's. It tastes from herring. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, what this is? Uh, anchovy paste. The uh, anchovy paste? Yeah, I wonder what that's for. Probably for killing anchovies. <laughs> oh, well. Then get busy and sprinkle it around. Now, uh, leave us make a final check here. Oh, uh, Fats, answer the phone, huh? Why don't you answer? You're standing right next to it. Fats, please. In movie producer circles, nobody who is anybody answers the phone as long as there is anybody who is nobody around to do it. Hello, United Archie Productions. Fats, the nobody speaking. It's for you, Mr. Archie. Well, heavens to Betsy, man. Get the name. Get the name. Might I ask who's calling, sir? Thank you. It's a Mr. Duffy, and he also gave me a name for you. Was he smiling when he said it? When you say that name, you've got to smile. Hello, Duffy. Huh? Well, of course the press party's still on. Duffy, stop worrying, will you? I guarantee if them newspaper columnists don't show up, I'll pay for the dinner out of my own pocket. Well, certainly. Walter Winchell would sooner cut off his right hand than disappoint me. Okay. Archie, look at this paper. Guess who went to Miami this morning? Who? Lefty Winchell. <laughs> well, he's the type of person who's crude enough to go to Miami out of season. <laughs> we can do well without him. Finnegan. Uh-huh. Erased Winchell's name from his paper plate. <laughs> Mr. Archie, hmm? it's getting late and none of your newspaper friends have shown up. Mm, they ain't, aren't they? Maybe I ought to give Dorothy Kilgallen a buzz. Hello? Oh, hello, honey. How's things? Huh? Of course I do, baby. Well, certainly I missed you. Well, look, I don't want to take you away from the laundry. Put Miss Kilgallen on. <laughs> This is Archie. Archie, remember the man with my face? Uh, I was the producer. Hello? Hello? What happened? We were disconnected. <laughs> Lucky thing I don't run the motion picture industry the way they run that telephone company. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I think I better give Lenny Lyons a ring. Hello, Leonard Lyons, please. Oh, hello, Lenny. This is Archie. Remember, I'm phoning you to remind you of the party at Duffy's Tavern tonight. You can't make it? You've got a bad headache, huh? Well, uh, thanks, old man, for calling me and letting me know. 
headaches, huh? Yeah, he gets it quite frequently. Uh, poor motor trouble, you know. <laughs> Let's see who else. So, yeah, uh, Luella Parsons. Uh... Hello? Oh, hello, Lolly. You coming to the party tonight? Oh, a headache, huh? Well, thanks for calling me and letting me know. <clears throat> Another headache? Yeah, it must be an epidermis. <laughs> See, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hello, is Hedda Hopper there? Uh, <clears throat> now, tell her Dr. Fustbaum is calling. Uh, Dr. Fustbaum. Uh, oh, hello, Hedda, this is Dr. Fustbaum. Uh, tell me, how is today your headache? You ain't got no headache? Well, in that case, this is Archie. <laughs> Oh, now you got one. <laughs> Look, Hattie, you don't have to beat around the bush. If you think the picture stinks, why don't you just tell me? Well, that's better. <laughs> At least she has a valid reason for not coming. <laughs> well, Mr. Archer, look like your big shot friends has let you down. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have believed it, Fats. After all I've done for them columnists, like the time I gave that Winchell a tip that Clancy the cop was that way again. What way? Drunk. <laughs> and that time I gave Earl Wilson a tip on Dagmar in television. What tip? I told him someday she'd be as big as Faye Emerson. <laughs> now I asked them for a favor. They turned the other cheek on me. Well, I'm going to give them five more minutes. If they don't show up by then, they're in for reprisals. What do you mean? I'm going to quit reading newspapers. <laughs> That's, in the meantime, play another number. Okay. No one to walk with, I'm by myself. No one to talk with, but I'm happy. All the I'm saving my love for you. I know for certain the one I love. I'm through with frightening it's you that I'm thinking of you. Saving my love for you Like Jack on a, In a corner Don't go nowhere and I don't care Your kisses are worth Waiting for Believe me Don't stay out late I don't care to go I'm home about it Me and my radio He's misbehaving I'm saving all my love for you Corner, in a corner, don't go nowhere, I don't care. Your kisses are worth waiting for. Don't stay out late, I don't care to go. I'm home about eight, me and my radio. He misbehaving, I'm saving all my love for you. Oh, tell me, are you still going to have that big dinner? Well, certainly I'm going to have the dinner. If I don't have it with my guests, I'll, I'll have it al fresco. Alone. <laughs> Alone? But, Mr. Archie, what about your pals around here? Me, a famous movie producer, eat with used bums? <laughs> me, the darling of the press? 
Now, if you don't mind, commence serving. I'd like to start off with the... with the guinea toast on hen. <laughs> okay, but you're gonna be awful lonely. Lonely is as lonely does. Now, just see that there's only one chair at the table, and that chair is for me. Okay. Here's your chair. Thank you, Boer. Wouldn't believe them newspaper guys could do this to a sweet guy like me. Oh, my, what a gay party. Finnegan, look at Archie sitting there surrounded by all of his important friends. I don't see nobody. Those are his important friends. <laughs> look, Miss Duffy, this ain't funny. Fats, the next course, please, the, uh, the laminated herring. <laughs> and, uh... Please, uh, let me have a couple of caviars on the side. Oh, and be careful, Fats, that you don't spill the caviar on Hedda Hopper's dress. By the way, Hedda, that's a beautiful gown you're wearing. Just as delicate as a spider web. Wherever did you buy it? No, I didn't buy it no place. I had my own spider. <laughs> Shut up, will you, those wise guys? You're all just jealous because the only people you can get to snub you is a bunch of nobodies. And another thing, Fats. Yes, sir? There's, there's something wrong with these caviars. What's wrong with them? They, they got a fishy taste. <laughs> now, I want you to replace them. Mr. Archie. Huh? They eat the caviar. Then what is it? Just the fact that you eat used to caviar. Visit the wit. Listen, how would you like to have some of the stuff on that table over there? It's feeding sauerkraut there. Who's it for, Fats? Well, it was for a party we had fixed up for the homecoming of a friend of ours. Who? Oh, a certain fellow, but he couldn't get here because his head got too big to come through the door. Fats, uh, this guy with the big head, is there anybody I know? Yeah, you know him. Of course, you know you don't know him as well as we know him. I think I know who you mean. I, I got some news for you, Fats. That, that guy you fixed the pig's knuckles and sauerkraut for, he, he just got his head through the door. You mean you whom again? Yep, Fats. Archie, the stuck-up movie producer, is no more. You are now just talking to plain Archie, the pheasant who has returned to his flock. <laughs> Archie, what happens when you get to be too good for your old friend? Yeah, and it taught me a lesson, never to act conceited again. So what do you say, gang? We we all propose a toast. To what? To me. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got a toast. Something flattering, of course. Well, it goes like this. Yeah? Let wealth and fame forsake you. Your fair-weather friends will shake you. They will brush you off. As though you were a crumb. But real friendship has this virtue. All your old friends won't desert you. For they love you. Be you famous or a bum. Oh, gee, that's beautiful, Miss Duffy. You know, gang, I'm ashamed of myself. I've really acted like a heel. Uh, Arch, it's, it's good to have you back. Finnegan. Please. Oh, please, quit crying, Finnegan. Finnegan, you're watering the sauerkraut. <coughs> please, stop. I, excuse me. Hello? No. No, they never showed up. 
But don't worry, Duffy. You ain't going to lose nothing. I'll, I'll pay for the dinner myself. Well, the friendship of swell friends like Fats and Miss Duffy and Finnegan, you know, and even a slob like you, it's worth a lousy eight bucks. And besides, it's, it's learned me a great lesson in humility. Okay, kid. Just a second, Archie. I resent you saying our friendship is only worth eight dollars. Miss Duffy, will you please pass the pig's knuckles and keep your big mouth shut? <gasps> now, look, Arch, that's no way to talk to a lady. And look at whom is telling who how to talk to dames. But, Arch, I only... Quiet, just... quiet, you unmitigated oaf. Mr. Archie, please... And you keep your mouth shut, too. The audacity of a bunch of ignorant peons telling me how to act. Now, in the future, I wish you'd please remember, you are talking to a famous motion picture producer. <laughs> Listen in again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern. Yes, Duffy's with Archie the Manager, Finnegan, Miss Duffy, and Eddie transcribed. In the meantime, till we meet again next Friday, here's a program note about some of the fine shows you can hear over this weekend and on Monday. Tomorrow, hear Bob and Ray with their delightful satire and nonsense sketches featuring their vocal impersonations and impressions. Also on Saturday, there's Grand Old Opry with your singing host, Red Foley, and all the gang. And on Sunday, the big show will come to you from Paris with such outstanding stars of the theater and motion picture world as Fred Allen, Francois Rosé, William Gargan, and your unpredictable hostess, Tallulah Bankhead. Also on Sunday, Theater Guild on the Air brings you a solid hour of radio drama. This Sunday... Diana Lynn, Kenny Delmar, and Dan Daly will be featured in Casanova Brown by Nunnally Johnson. Then on Monday, enjoy the sparkling premiere of the Mario Lanza Show. The Mario Lanza Show features Ray Sinatra and the orchestra and lovely soprano Giselle McKenzie. And earlier on Monday evening, there are such other music programs as Voice of Firestone, the Telephone Hour, Band of America, and the Railroad Hour. Well, there you have the lined up. Saturday means Bob and Ray and Grand Ole Opry, Sunday, Theater Guild on the Air... And Sunday, the big show for people in the know. Stay tuned for You Can't Take It With You on NBC. NBC.